following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Paul Biscrillo, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. Ed. Yes, I'm Roger Ray Maddox, black by popular demand. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, and... Vittoria Rider, Laser Kid. And today we have a special guest. Hi, my name is Sam. I'm a writer for Toonami Squad. So you see, recently I was on an episode of the Toonami Squad podcast sessions, and I thought, oh, we're going to bring Sam on into an episode of Toonami Faithful Podcast. Turnabout yeah. fair is fair. I think you've asked me in the past, and I've been busy, so it's nice to be on. Thanks for having me. We kidnapped them. Glad, yeah, glad to yeah. have you. I mean, I regularly kidnap them me. to play games on Friday night, so you know. Last guy that kidnapped me, it didn't turn out well. It's just, they didn't feed me, didn't give me water or anything. Oh, so at man. least you guys are civil. Are you sure it wasn't me? <laughs> oh. Don't say that until you get to Darrell's basement. Oh, no. <laughs> Run then we'll see can. who's been civil. Oh, trust me, man. I'm civil? Bullshit. <laughs> so... I went on vacation and I left Kuro to handle things on uh, the previous podcast, which you did a great job talking about Lupin versus Sherlock Holmes. Excellent job. Was a great ride. You did. I think I, I did. I, I, I was I was giving Laser a hard time saying <laughs> with all the times that you said it was a fun ride. I should have took a drink. <laughs> I should have realized I was doing that, but I did not. Oh man! <laughs> like. You were sounding very apologetic. I didn't want it to come off like we were hating the thing. No, no, no. It's you guys should it's, be it's ashamed of yourselves. It's pretty good, but I I do agree that some of the one-offs were way more interesting than the the Sherlock arc. Like honestly, really, uh, kind of half baked that Sherlock arc. Yeah, yeah. I'm still hoping that we get more in the second half, to, and it's better. But who knows? I don't think you do. Yeah, I'm kind of. We'll find out, though. Yeah, I don't actually know because I'm watching it as it airs on Toonami. As am I. I'm actually behind, if I'm being honest, but, you know. Mm. Yes. So, because I was away and wanted to handle this topic myself, uh, we've been putting it off for a little while, but back in, uh, what was it, July at Anime Expo, Maki Terashia Fruta had a panel where she played some special video messages from people who were working on Housing Complex C and both of the upcoming Fooly Coolies and also a message from the Pillows. And I went ahead and wrote down everything on those and then kind of did a summary for uh, both of the Fooly Coolies because I thought there was some interesting stuff in there. And, uh, there's also 
all manner of uh, things going on in the industry that we might touch on later, but I wanted to get down to business first so that we don't get distracted by the craziness that is surrounding us at all times. <laughs> I mean, you make it seem like we go on goddamn tangents or something, man. Yeah, we didn't start the fire, but it's still rolling. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be like Tsunami Squad sessions where we just go on tangents for 30 minutes. Oh, we've done that. We are no stranger to doing that. <laughs> hey, the land of the lawless days were about One Piece for two and a half hours. Yeah, but that was intentional. <laughs> That's true. That was intentional. Which, by the way, Laser, you're ready to talk about One Piece for another two hours? Hell yeah! Oh, man. Let's get back on topic. Y'all on the tangent now. <laughs> yeah, but Fishman Island's finally over. Yay! Finally! We can Did get someone say tangent? Oh, Yay! Big yeah. Uh, yeah. We won't talk about that right now. But it's good that it's finally over because that fight took forever. Remember <clears throat> the Dragon Ball Z episode? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's up there. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> it's a real planet Namek, let me tell you. Oh, shit. <laughs> it will explode <laughs> in five minutes. 12 oh, man. It'll blow up like 50 chapters later. <laughs> That's 12 episodes. They lit. They literally did that because Chopper said, I can only do this for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was still that way by the end. <laughs> uh, but if you think that's a crazy time dialogue, uh, <laughs> nah, I can't even get into it. But uh, apparently the next several arcs take place over like four dates. What? No. Which is insane what? when you think of how many episodes. It is. Oh, my gosh. I uh, no. Yeah, I might be misspeaking here, but uh, I think that actually is the case. Oh, I believe you. It sounds like the sort of thing that I would do, but oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something about the tea party happening in four days, and uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe there's one, more than one tea party. I don't perhaps, know. Perhaps. Perhaps. Who's bringing the carpets in? Big Mom probably has more than one tea party. <laughs> Regularly, I don't know. I it's might be misspeaking. Hot butter scones, bitch. But uh, we should definitely talk about some fooly coolies, please. Right. So uh, this this is my summarization of uh, what we learned of fooly coolie grunge, which is being directed by Takahiro from Montblanc which is primarily a CGI studio. And yes, they did have some interesting things to say about that. Um, <clears throat> the story involves around three teenagers, a group compromised of boys and girls. Uh, that's uh, the, the way that he said it in Japanese. He said shonen to shoujo. So I'm pretty sure that he means that there's going to be boys and girls, but I don't know what the ratio is going to be. Uh, eh, pro probably like two girls and a boy or two boys and a girl. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe they'll do something <laughs> more original than that. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, anyway, it's about three teenagers 
who just started working jobs after finishing high school. And Takekiyo believes that the feeling of entering adulthood is mutual whether you live in Japan, the U.S., or anywhere else. And he hopes that the viewers will get to experience the bittersweet feeling of the moment when you become an adult. Man, becoming an adult is the most ghetto shit in the world. I do not recommend. <laughs> Can confirm. Can confirm. 100%. 1,000%. Highly do not recommend. It never gets better. I'm 41 now. Help. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's all just channel Billy Madison when he's talking to that one kid. No, never say that. Cherish these moments. Should I turn forty? The goddamn check is my came on. Cherish them. <laughs> oh boy, uh, it's gonna be a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went on to say they are making sure to pay the highest respect to the original creator, Mr. Suramaki, and are doing their best to include the elements that the original Fooly Cooly valued most, while also taking on the new challenges that the current 21st century technology offers. Interesting. Interesting. And the staff didn't immediately accept the offer because they weren't sure if they could make FLCL in all CGI. So Takakiyo made a test animation of Haruko by himself af after being satisfied with that, they agreed to take the job at Montblanc. Was that that little clip that they showed uh, when they first announced it? I think it is. Hmm, that that's interesting. actually changes my opinion significantly because that little trailer made me a lot worried, but that's like one guy doing a test animation. That's not that bad. No, no, it's, it's, quite, it's quite good. I, I appreciate the fact he's like, uh, I don't know if people are going to like this. Uh, can we do it? Uh, okay, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> Understandable skepticism. <laughs> mm -hmm. As as many people have had ever since they found out that this was potentially a CGI anime. Yeah. Well, I'm very intrigued by this because I think it's great that they're doing a fooly cooly about uh, young people who are entering adulthood instead of teenagers or junior hires, you know, you know, people who are just getting out of high school, entering the workforce and realizing, whoa, this is life now. Yeah, like didn't the alternative like that focused on a group of high schoolers in their senior year, correct? And that was from what I watched of it. Alternative, I I haven't finished yet. I still need to go back to that. But I remember liking what I saw of it because it felt very down to earth compared to previous Fooly Coolies. And I just generally like the vibe and characters of that show. So if it's more like that, then I think I would really enjoy the CGI take on the series. I definitely enjoyed Alternative more than Progressive. I think yeah, everybody enjoyed Alternative more. Yeah. Until the ending, <laughs> at least. Except for Carl Olsen. <laughs> oh, Carl had a lot of Hey, I mean, it takes all kinds. It does. It does. It wasn't no, all you'd, that you'd bad, be surprised man. to find it wasn't that terrible. There's, there's, it's actually fairly it divided whether or not alternative or progressive was the better one. I I've, think it I've seen different what opinions. you're looking for in Fully Cooly, really. Perhaps. 
perhaps. I mean, like, I, shit, can we get Nalta back, though, man? I mean, Damn. yes, please. I would like to see yeah. adult Nalta what he's been up to. I know, man. I think that's most Fulikuli fans. Yeah, I it's fine to focus on Haruko, but I did find it kind of strange to focus so much on Haruko and progressive. You know, like, you know, she's still obsessed about getting Adamesque, uh, Adam yeah. And it's like, should you really be covering this material? <laughs> should <laughs> That seems like something that really only Suramaki should be handling himself. But... I digress. Yeah, that's what I didn't, I didn't really care for about progressing a whole lot. It just felt like it was repeating the same notes as the original, just worse. See, but that's like a personal opinion. That's what some people feel about alternative, and I'm not sure why they do. <laughs> that would be a very strange way to look at alternative in my mind, but I I can totally see it for progressive. But then again, that just goes to show again. I guess it depends on what you're looking at. I guess so. If I'm looking at it from my point of view, and this is my just my personal point of view, with Fully Cooley, I kind of just want it to be its own thing that has no connection to the original. But they are like so convinced that it needs to have all these original elements from the original series into this new stuff, and it doesn't. It can stand on its own ground. It can tell its own story, but in its own unique way. I don't feel like Haruko is a real important piece of the puzzle for that. Yeah, possibly not. I regardless of having Haruko or not, you you could have Medical Mechanica as a constant thread. I mean, like yeah, like an like, overlying like theme or an arching enemy of some sort in that show. Man, they're dicks, man. That's all they do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, they're they're the evil corporation. What's what's not to love as a villain? Exactly. I mean, like they literally wanted to smooth out the whole goddamn planet, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So we don't get to see uh, what's up with Naota in uh, after a certain amount of time, but Fulikuli Shoegaze is going to be set in the same timeline as Fulikuli Alternative. There's a little in joke there because Shoegaze is apparently a type of alternative music. Ah, that's cute. Ah, clever. Clever. Clever, clever, clever girl. Uh, so this is my summary on that video message. Bulikuli Shoegaze is a coming-age story about a junior high school boy and girl set 10 years after Fulikuli Alternative. Kana will not be the main character. Uemura believes that there are many types of Fulikuli, Comparing your interpretation to his vision is fine, and enjoying Shoegaze as a completely new Fooly Cooly is also fine. This is what he thinks FLCL is all about, and he hopes that you will enjoy it. Adult Swim approached Uemura <laughs> to make another Fooly Cooly, and he said that he would do it if he could come up with a good enough plot. After giving that rather vague response, he went about brainstorming until he could come up with some good ideas and decided to accept the job. He feels Fooly Cooly Alternative was the culmination of all of his prior work at Gynex, but he's hoping that Shoegaze 
will be one step ahead of that. Hmm. Well, that's that's actually kind of encouraging. I, like I said, I really liked alternatives. So. Yes, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what this what this director does with the. Is it the same director from uh, Alternative, or is this the yeah. new director entirely? Okay. It is the same one. Yeah, you know, like I said, I liked Alternative. Um, I think it should be in good hands, at least from the episodes I saw of Alternative. I I've heard mixed things about that ending. I have not seen it. I don't want spoilers for it, but um, it's not a bad uh, ending, I, just a confusing one. Mm, a well, little I, bit unsatisfying. I, I will say, like the premises and from what's being pitched here, I, I kind of like this pitch a lot more than where they were at with progressive and alternative. It just it felt like they both meshed at two different points of them. They're like they collided at different points of production if you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like there were two different teams obviously working on this but to me it's like they didn't seem to have like a cohesive vision at least for progressive it didn't feel like they had a a a complete vision for what they wanted that whole show to be so it felt disjointed at parts and alternative from what i saw it it definitely felt and it felt better and it felt like it was well paced and all that, but I don't know for this new one. I'm actually more curious about it. Like I'm actually interested to see where this concept goes and how it turns out in the end. I'm actually interested in seeing this. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So this one's going to focus on a junior high school boy and girl, which feels like kind of retreading the the same ground as Naota, though we'll we'll see how the relationship dynamic goes. I mean, there was at least one episode that uh, involved Naota's classmate that was a, a significant character. But if if they're going to be kind of sharing the protagonist role, that could play out quite a bit differently. Mm-hmm. So. We will see. These are two very different uh, takes on Fooly Cooly, and uh, they they should be interesting. But if there is one connecting thread with all the Fooly Coolies, it's the pillows. And we have a video message from Sao Yamanaka. And this is what he had to say. We did our best and made something incredible. In addition to using self-covers of our existing pieces, we decided to do something different this time. I watched the storyboard with the temp voice track and thought about the type of soundtrack that would go best with the story. I showed it to the director, who would tell me what he wanted to see changed. We would keep exchanging ideas over multiple conversations. Both the director and I feel that we created something very convincing. That's an interesting, different approach. I want to see how that turns out. I have nothing but faith in them. Regardless of how you feel about either uh, progressive or alternative, they nailed that music. Exactly. Look here. Once I heard, let's see, Bunny Bunny, but the song that really made me like the pillows the most was Last Dinosaur. That's still my favorite song by them to this day. 
Mm. Yeah, I'll say one thing about Progressive. It had a very strong introductory scene uh, using that One Pillow song. Uh, What is it called? I know this. (laughs) I know this because it's one of my wake-up alarms. (laughs) Thank you, my Twilight. That's it. Thank you, my Twilight. I'm about to say, babe, you slipping. Jose would be very disappointed in me. Yes, he would. I was just about to say, Jose is about to be disappointed in you. Hey, he's supposed to be doing another one of his uh, Tsunami music panels. Or did that already happen? I have no idea. No, it's it's going to be at Anime Week in Atlanta, which I don't think has happened yet. I think that's uh, a like little later he, in the fall. Like he, We're automatically disqualified from um, participating in the damn games in the first place. Still out there, Jose. It's <laughs> reasoning you already know about the music derail. I would sneak in and watch anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have to participate. I don't want to participate. I want to sit there in judgment of everybody else. <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> Peasants. Real fun is. Uh, so regarding the theme song... They made a new song. <laughs> when it comes to the theme songs for Fooly Cooly, he said, let's say for the original Fooly Cooly, I would think about Naota going through his coming of age or identify with the rest of the characters. This time around, I made the music thinking of what kind of character this new Haruko is. I think the sound came out great as the picture. I hope you look forward to it. He hasn't seen the finished product yet, but he's looking forward to seeing it and is also hoping to do another U.S. tour soon. Which is also great news. Because <laughs> some would say the best thing to come out of the Fooly Cooly progressive and alternative push was the U.S. tour for the pillows. <laughs> <laughs> Almost That's undeniably right. considered the best thing. <laughs> and hey, I mean, you know what? Respect. <laughs> hey, I mean, even if you like those shows, well, and I like one of them, uh, <laughs> a tour of the pills is awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 a great thing regardless. So, yes, please. Another pillows tour. A bigger pillows tour. Let's go. We always love bigger pillows. Wait. Bigger pillows, huh? The kind you sleep with. <laughs> oh my. I think we're learning things. <laughs> Let me stop there. <laughs> Shut up, Paul. No. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's like all the new information that we've... <laughs> gotten regarding these Fooly Cooly series ever since they were announced, though they were not announced that long ago. It was earlier this year. And Housing Complex C, which is supposed to air this year, and Maki recently tweeted out uh, a little video snippet of her working on it. So it seems to be coming along. I, I I figure probably October. Or it's maybe... my fully cooling for the or it's not my fully, it's my Uzumaki for this year. 
Yeah, it's your Uzumagi for this year. (laughs) Ah, boy. I hope they don't make us wait all the way till next October for Uzumaki. (laughs) Oh, my God. If they're doing that, they better not announce it and just be like, it's coming out October of 2023. And then, like, four months before it comes out, it's like, sorry, we have to delay it again. Like, I don't yeah, no. I just don't don't announce it. Just, just don't, yeah, I'm, I'm don't on the announce like, a date until it's announce, ready. Yeah, just don't announce anything until it's ready at this point. You've made promises three separate times of when it's supposed to come out. We, we gave you something the first time. Don't tell us it's coming out if yeah. it's not coming out. Promises, promises. Yeah. They, they promised 2020. Obviously, World went to shit in 2020. 2021. Yeah. They were still working on it. That's fine. Uh, it should have been out this year, but I'm not, you know, whatever. I don't want that team to crunch and make a bad product, so. No, absolutely not. It will be worth the wait. Though the expectations will be sky high at that point, if anybody still cares. Shigeru Miyamoto quote about delaying games. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. A delayed anime is eventually bad. <laughs> that's that's not how that goes. <laughs> anyway. So, Housing Complex C. Uh this this uh was announced right around Tsunami's birthday and they said at that point that it was supposed to air this year, which was a, a little suspect, <laughs> a little a little hard to believe after various other things have had many delays, but yeah, we'd like to believe that uh, they aren't incorrect about that. <laughs> but we finally have some you know actual information here. There was a trailer, which uh, I think there's actually been two trailers that that show some. Intriguing imagery, some very violent imagery, but this is, I think, the the first time we have some actual information about what this show is about. So I I have uh, I've got the whole interview here because I think it has uh, more meat on it than the uh, the Fooly Cooly interviews did. So uh, this isn't a summary. This is the whole thing. So, uh, this is uh, from Amphibian, the scenario writer of Housing Complex C. Greetings, USA anime fans. I am Amphibian, a scenario writer dwelling in Japan. My pen name might sound strange to you. I named it respectfully for the amphibian-related biology, which I studied in the university. Interesting. This is what he has to say about the show. Housing Complex C is the name of an inexpensive old housing complex that is fairly common in modern Japan. It is also a name of a story that portrays common social problems, cultural conflicts, extraordinary horror, and miracles. In the summer of 2000, a new group of residents move into Housing Complex C with major issues. Although confused, the senior residents and a girl who have been living at the complex 
try their best to welcome the new residents. However, malice and immeasurable haunting occurrences gradually trap the former residents. Who is the culprit behind the malice? And what is the truth? The human drama and suspense arising in this tiny housing complex are one of the main subjects of this story. Another subject is a legendary horror minutely spreading in this fictitious town called Kurosaki. With these two subjects intertwined, I feel confident that this is a dense and uncompromising story. Hmm. That sounds cool. Yeah, that's that sounds it sounds pretty well thought out. (laughs) Which, uh, yeah, that's that's good. Uh, When he was asked how the project came about, he said he was creating visual novel games and the head of Studio Akatsuki, the anime studio behind the show, actually enjoyed playing his visual novel games. And that's how they reached out to him. So they were a fan of his games and thought, hey, this is a this guy could write it. Sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> the question here is, what do you want the fans to see? And his answer. is uh, intriguing. There are many countries and regions on Earth, and these countries and regions face numerous unique social problems. I think the causes of these problems and the malfunctions residing in humans generally have something in common. You may see Housing Complex C as an exotic story. Of course, I want you to enjoy that aspect as well. It would be great if you could also focus on the intangible faults of the human nature that I tried to portray within the horror. Hmm. Hmm. So it will be a horror story. It will also be a story about human nature. Those things go along pretty well together. Yes. Oh they yeah. Do, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Human nature is fucked up some days. Oh yeah. So it's some days. <laughs> well, I can tell you fucking stories, but you know. so i'm thinking housing complex c the 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 housing complex itself is like that kind of housing complex that we constantly see in anime like it was in shinchan when they had to move out and it's 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 in so so many so many anime uh oh what was the name of that recent one on netflix that is both hilarious and heartbreaking. Kotoro. Kotoro lives alone. That's that's it. Yeah, that that kind of place. Dude, that puts you know, I ain't gonna lie. Isn't man. that where the devil is a part timer takes place yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. Takes place in a similar kind of place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of housing complex. Interesting. I didn't realize they were as common as anime seemed to make them out to be. Go figure. I have spent no time in Japan, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> Makes sense uh-huh. out there for low income. Yeah, yeah. They they tend to be very simple apartments. 
with uh, not much in the way of amenities. Some of them don't even have showers, though some of them do. Yeah, I got to be able to wash my ass, man. Yeah. But then you miss out on the public baths. Dude, I got tattoos. But, that shit ain't happening. Oh, yeah, I can I can definitely yeah. smell you from here, Darrell. So. Dude, shut up, man. You smell like a skunk. Paul's still here. Guy. Paul is still here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Holy cow. I am. He's alive. I'm holding my uh, cannon father for later. Ah. I bet. <laughs> what, you, what you're hearing about Housing Complex C, does it intrigue you, sir? Um, every show that they're doing intrigues me. It's just, will it come out and be good? That's that's the question. Yeah, that's the big one. It's like, <laughs> I'm kind of interested in this, but at the same time, I'm like, it's an original horror series. It's an original idea. Original ideas that aren't based around manga, it's, it's a 50-50 shot if they're good or not. I mean... I mean, I, I have faith. It's coming from production IG. I mean, it, you you don't really go too wrong with them. Actually, but. the studio is not IG. It's a different studio. IG US and um, is it Toonami producing this in another studio? Or am I thinking of Uzumaki? I don't know if this one uh, is animated This one's in Studio Akatsuki. Is it? Okay. Ah, there we go. They keep getting yeah. they keep getting mixed in and out, and it's it's uh, a little confusing somehow. Maybe production ID is involved in producing it. Yeah, but they're, 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 they're not animating it. I think it might be another U.S. joint with both IG U.S. and Adult Swim. So I think Housing Complex C is just another part of their deal together, their partnership mm. of sorts. It's, it's I mean, a that would explain why Maki would have anything about this. <laughs> <clears throat> Though, it's very confusing she's yeah she's also been involved in things not involved with uh production ig us like True. Uh, yeah she's she's done some stuff uh like castlevania that that has nothing to do with production ig and she's involved in some manner uh anyway uh now a a message for the u.s fans this is actually his first anime script at the time of this interview he has no idea how this show is going to turn out and he's just been super nervous just like you guys let's keep getting nervous and excited together <laughs> what a what a senku quote. That, that is, uh, that's a... get excited well regardless or of don't. Man, he's uh <laughs> This this guy did the scenario for Raging Loop, which is apparently a fairly well received visual novel. So I think he's probably a good scenario writer. Whether or not that will translate into a good TV series is who's anyone's guess. Um, but uh, we we do have one additional bit of information. And I forget if we've mentioned this on the podcast before. But apparently, this is only four episodes. And that's the other problem. How are you going to tell a story like this in four episodes? That that's that seems worrying. That sounds very condensed, and it felt it feels like unless these are like brief, like like done one, like these are like one shot stories, and then by the fourth episode, it has like some arcing plot overneath it over each other or something like that. I. How can you tell it in four episodes? That just seems very 
very strict. Also, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, part of the problem is too is I don't know about anybody else, but I I, I almost think with the exception of Uzumaki, like doing only a couple episodes for a series kind of is a waste of time. You know what I mean? Like if depending you're going to do a on the series, project, yeah, depending on the yeah. project, but I mean it, it, I, to me, like it makes more sense to do, you the know, a 10 I, I to 12 of, episode thing. The way I kind of feel it is that I don't think adult swim wants to fully fund a full course series. Cause so far they've, haven't really funded full core series themselves. They partnered with Crunchyroll for Shinmu, Blade Runner, and uh, Fena, but those were all Crunchyroll joints. I adults them on their own. Like even Samurai Jack's final season, that was only what ten episodes. So mm-hmm. I, it seems like adults yeah. them must have got burnt at some point where they're like, no, we're not doing full season runs anymore. We're going to fund maybe a few. If it does well, we'll fund more. I mean, that could be true. I'm just, for me, it's like, I, I, I get that you want to just kind of see if something does well and maybe that's what it is, but it's like, just to me, like if you're going to invest money, you're going to invest money on a full season, not just like, oh, let's do a couple episodes. Yeah, and you're also it, hamstringing yeah. your investment because you're yeah. making a four-episode show. that That's going to be really hard to make successful. I mean, yeah, and it's also really hard to like market. Yeah. yeah. You, you get to air it once, and then eventually you get to put it on home video. Yeah. You could do reruns, but syndicated reruns of short shows, especially stuff that's only like four or six episodes, unless you're fully cool, you don't really have a long shelf life. No. And I honestly feel like the only reason that they do six episode seasons of Fooly Cooly is they're beholden to the format, yeah, which yeah, is true. potentially not dumb. a good choice. Yeah. I mean, and you know, the other thing that they could possibly do, and I mean, this. You know, I don't know why they don't explore this. If you're going to do, like, only a couple episodes, why not just do a two-hour kind of, like, movie thing? See how it works. You know, and if people enjoy it, if that's well, what your worry the thing is, is, then go that, for ahead. You only get to the play it that, however many times. Is, True. <laughs> the thing is, with, like, a movie is, like, if Adult Swim were to say, okay, we'll make this, like, a two-hour movie, we'll premiere it on Adult Swim, how would that work out? Like, would you just take a night off on Toonami? You also need to make your investment back. And depending on how many times you can rerun it, are you really making your investment back compared to just syndicating a TV show, which is cheaper and more cost-effective than doing a full production of a movie? Well, it's also harder mm. to gauge because you have one night versus four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also true. But I, I think I think if you're going to do something on that level, and again... Uzumaki aside, possibly, but you know, maybe that's the route to do. I'm not saying you have to do a two hour movie, but you could do like it's like a Dragon Ball super kind of movie thing. Like you do a, a movie that's slightly over an hour and see how it does. You know, it, it's it, the, the problem that Toonami has always had, and hopefully now that's fixed now that there's a new company because we've kind of seen it already, you know if they get a new show, it's getting advertised other places. If that's fixed, 
then shows, I mean, presumably should do a little bit better. Will they? I don't know. But, you know, that's always been part of the problem. They debut a new show. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah, it's playing. But there's very little advertisement for it outside of the network. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, can you really say that this show did well when you didn't really advertise it that much? No, you can't. So. I 100% agree with you there. I truly think that during the years that they were even under Time Warner is that they should have been doing a whole lot more self-promotion on other networks, even networks that they own. Like there's nothing saying that Toonami should not have been advertised on TBS 10 years ago. That is Mm -hmm. ridiculous to me. There are people who still get surprised that Toonami's been on the air and for 10 yeah, years. That, yeah, you almost that's... can't believe they didn't do it for the 20th anniversary. Well, and, yeah. and then you got and then you got like, for example, so now they're now they're sitting there going, Oh, we're gonna we're gonna put a commercial during AEW. Yeah, I mean it's on your Toonami channel in France, you might as well use AEW because you know, one, it's already working in a different country. You might as well put commercials on during the wrestling promotion and see what happens. I mean, yeah, and there's an overlap. Like wrestling fans and anime fans, they both they both overlap in that market. You could get exactly. more people to tune into Toonami because of that. It's just, it's. I'm glad that now. I guess it's better late than never that they're doing it now. But there's still no guarantee that mm-hmm. now we're going to see a massive spikes in viewership because while TV is still on the decline, people are moving over to streaming. But even with that, and the people who are still with cable, Tsunami still seems to be doing much better than what I would have expected for a 10-year-old block at this mm-hmm. point. Or I guess a 25-year-old block at yeah. this point. But it's like, it's a if we want to count it together, it's been a full 20 year run altogether. And it's impressive to me that it's still going strong and it's still, you know, doing what it's doing best. It seems to have found its niche. And I think yeah. that audience may continue to grow. I don't know. It's all dependent on what W Warner brothers discovery plans to do with this brand in the next 10 years. Mm, isn't that the question? Yeah. And, I, and yeah, I'm interested I mean, there's obviously more topics that we could get into with this, so I won't. But, I mean, it it is interesting to me that Jason does say, hey, by the way, you know, this new company likes Toonami and wants to continue. So it's like, is that true? Or are we going to start seeing what happened with Batgirl? Like, I, you know, I don't know. I'll take Jason's word on it. I do believe that they're all in. Because... They need anime. Toonami mm-hmm. will be their bridge to anime. They don't have Crunchyroll anymore, so there. Our brand is Toonami. It'll be our catch-all for anime, and that's what we're going to label it as. And, yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, Toonami raised a generation of anime fans. But I also would really prefer if they kind of treated Toonami like an animation block. Stuff to you know, capitalize on everything animation, Mm. but, or at least specific animations of the world, not just anime or action cartoons, Mm -hmm. but that's just a, that's just a thought. I mean, we're, we're about to get into talking about certain streaming things here in a few minutes, but I'll reserve my, my, my opinions for that. Cause I have a lot to say about that, but 
Um, yeah, I mean, with with housing complex in particular, it's kind of like I I'm open to it, but I just want to really. I really hope that they advertise it and they do more with it this time because, and what I mean by this time, like advertise it more, that kind of thing. Um, because in order for these shows to do well, even if, even just on HBO max, you kind of got to advertise this stuff. So, oh yeah. And that's like the problem that we're running into now and where all streamers are kind of running into is like all this content is coming out at a faster rate than normal. And it's hard to advertise all that. So everything is just kind of getting mushed together into just this goop that's just being thrown on a platter and hopefully something sticks. <laughs> a fine visualization. Yeah. And uh, if Housing Complex is perhaps replacing Primal, then it would start like late september or the first week of october and they should uh start promoting quick, that <laughs> quick question yeah. when does lupon the third end mm, late october <laughs> mm, okay <clears throat> so yeah that sounds about right so like it starts late september goes till mid-October and then like probably I could probably see them on like the 17th or something rerunning Housing Complex C for like a week and then marathoning it the previous the, the following week and then just continuing on with reruns in November or sorry I was looking at September <laughs> the 22nd is what I meant yeah I guess it's actually closer to mid-October for Lupin. But, yeah, it it could feasibly replace either of them. Either way, you know, it's it's August. If it's coming in October, they should probably start saying something. Oh, they should, pro- oh, they, yeah, we should probably get some advertising <laughs> soon. Yeah, you see, they had this uh, Adult Swim festival over the past weekend. <laughs> not, not a peep about anything about tsunami. Not a peep. Nope. Which is, mm, mm. yeah. Of course, they're promoting new Rick and Morty for September, as they should. <laughs> Frankly, they probably should have been promoting that a little sooner, since it's like a month away. Uh, that is the way of Adult Swim, as it would seem. Uh, actually, I think I heard that they really dropped the ball promoting Primal for Thursday nights. Like, they hey, who maybe thought? didn't. Like, did they not promote it during AEW or any of that? Because I, I think... And this is stupid, but I think because it's TVMA and after midnight that they can't promote it before like 11 or promote Once it again, outside of This is like one of those things where I'm like, Andy, you should have just let this on to Dami. What the hell? Oh, well. Yes. Well, so far, the... <laughs> Ratings, for whatever they're worth, do seem to indicate that Toonami was the better place to put it. But 
I will mm. grant you this. People just didn't know it was on Thursday. <laughs> so they're starting to catch on now. It's it's starting to pick up steam. Which is good. It's good for it. Whether or not it will beat Toonami, that's, uh, that's still a question. I kind of wonder if the majority of viewers are on television or they're streaming it through HBO Max. Because that show is very popular on that service. That's a good question as well. I mean, if if it is doing well on HBO Max, that is probably for the best. <laughs> well, there we go. Hmm. <clears throat> I would uh, I would hope so. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it is kind of uh, hard to say which. Which Eric you should really be putting your support behind? Like, should you be watching it on HBO Max to support it there? Should you be watching it on TV to support it there? I mean, you you could do all of those things. That would probably watch be it best. however you like. Uh, yeah, I would just say watch it if, if you want to support it. Just watch it because choosing where you want to watch it will ultimately, at the end of the day, do you really want to watch? I mean, I guess you more can, so. but, but do you really want to watch something multiple times over and over and over? I would just say find the one that you like and the the one that's your preference and watch it there. The problem is it feels like they're a collection, but yeah, <laughs> sorry, uh, that'll happen eventually. Yeah, <laughs> they did put out the first season, so you got to figure they'll put out the second. Though yeah. that's not always the case with Adult Swim shows. Not always. Yeah. Mm. Only ever going to have those first two seasons of Final Space. <laughs> and that only by the goodness of uh, Warner Archive bless them (laughs) but uh, yeah (laughs) Uh, it it really feels to me like they are effectively dividing that audience in three pieces you have the Thursday viewers which are the people who are following the show they want to catch it right as it airs they don't want to get spoiled yada yada you have the HBO Max viewers, which are probably a lot more casual, but there's probably a lot more of them. And then you have the Toonami viewers, which are very dedicated to watching it on Toonami. So uh, it's kind of cannibalizing its own audience, which is kind not <laughs> best yeah. choice. No, might might have been better to only have it premiere on one night, <laughs> but. Yeah, is is what it is. Uh, I was just I looking just at the most recent, uh... most most recent rating show that once again Toonami has edged it out. <laughs> Go Toonami! Also, really weird that Adult Swim premiered a Smiling Friends episode on Saturday. Yeah, that should have also been on Toonami. I'm not, I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Yeah, yeah. I want Smiling Friends bumps. Hey, we had uh, Pop Team Epic. Why not Smiling Friends? Yeah. We also had uh, Ballmasters. Yeah. Just do yeah. it. Come on. Yeah, let's. Come on. Yeah, Blade Runner, back. Get that shit out of here. Put Stop on, being put on cowards. Smiling Friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I want. I want to see I, those I'm... bumps. <laughs> I want to see those bumps. <laughs> I've, I've had people like, well, maybe you should put Rick and Morty on Toonami. It's like, yeah, do it. Do it. I don't care. Do it. Fucking do it. I don't Why care. Not? That'd be interesting. 
Tyler, I'm not even talking about, about the anime. I'm talking about regular Rick and Morty. Sure. Put Futurama on Tsunami. Put Futurama on Tsunami. I want the bumps. <laughs> Those would actually be pretty funny. I mean, it's Those already on after Tsunami. Happen this year. <laughs> like, this year has just been so barren for the block. Like, <laughs> it's been really painful to watch. Or not yeah. watch. Or not watch. <laughs> I'm being honest. Uh, uh, I'm watching the new stuff when they come out. Yeah, yeah. Well, now I, I, I am watching Primal maybe twice, and I'm, uh, I haven't been watching Yashihime because I don't uh, watch it with Duelist, and Duelist is who I watch Tsunami with, <laughs> so I'll have to catch up on that on my own. Uh, uh, but we are watching Lupin. And One Piece. Lupin and, and One Piece. Well, <laughs> Drag them through for. One Piece. I mean, but, One uh, Piece. It's I, always fun. It is always fun. That's why I'm dragging Especially. my friends through it, even though it's, we, we started it seven years ago and we're only in Dressrosa, but hey. <laughs> Boy, my friend's kids have you guys beat for sure, because oh, yeah. they started One Piece like a year ago, and they're in Dressrosa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for... <laughs> The last, I want to say, three or four years has been once a week, but before that, we were uh, we were doing a lot more than that. Yeah, that's fair. They watched like multiple episodes a day. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could. I really them kids is hungry for One Piece. <laughs> I mean, One Piece is good. Piece is good. One, One Piece is crazy good this week. <laughs> oh my god, it was crazy good this week. <laughs> I am now reminded that they don't have the dub yet on Crunchyroll, and I am sad. Yeah, mm. they just added uh, more of Whole Cake on Funimation. Uh, and I, my Funimation is gone now. It's sad. I'll let you use mine. I mean, I don't care. I mean, screw I'm... Sony. <laughs> yeah, same. We'll talk screw more Sony. about Screw and Sony later. Uh, so... There's been some developments regarding Warner Brothers Discovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the outset, they don't look good. <laughs> Though we do have Jason reassuring us that the people at Discovery that are running the show now, they do value Toonami. They want to be part of their plan. So we'll, we'll hang on to that. We'll hang on to that. <laughs> Meanwhile, they are... Not renewing, canceling, burying, and even writing off multiple things. And that is distressing. Mm-hmm. Quite disconcerting indeed. It's, it's just like, what are you guys doing? Why would you do all of these projects and then be like, no, nah, never mind that quickly? <laughs> you know, in Money. some ways, the man's probably... You know, the the the, the uh, Zaslav or or whatever his name is is uh, as his his focus on the importance of theatrical releases is, is probably something that Paul would appreciate. <laughs> Everything else, though, not so yes, much. yes, I do appreciate that very much. So, but you know, I mean, real quick on that, like, I mean, you make a movie to make money. You don't make a movie mm-hmm. to go on a streaming service to not make you money. Just saying. Continue. <laughs> Unless you're Disney. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, even Disney. 
Isn't yeah, even Disney too- can't. I mean, Disney can't even do that. It's not sustainable as a business model yeah. forever. No, no, it's not. Tell that to Netflix. I mean, but they're figuring oh, out. Oh, right, because it's not working out so well for Netflix. I think Disney's kind of figuring out what they can put on, what they can put in the theaters and what they can't. Buzz Lightyear, for example. So we'll see. Mm. <laughs> for some yeah, people, that Turning Red probably should have been the theatrical release and Lightyear should have been the direct-to-streaming movie. <laughs> yeah, but at the time, I was glad I didn't have to go to the theater and see it. <laughs> But I digress. I'm going to the theater plenty these days. Um, yeah. So they they even had I want I want to say like six HBO Max original movies that they streamed. They they streamed for like a year or more. Some of them were pretty close to launch films, and mm-hmm. they are now getting written off for tax purposes. Hooray! The good thing with the good thing with some of those, because a couple of those were Sony movies. So Sony could just basically say, okay, who wants to distribute this? We just need a new distributor. Oh, well, that, that would be good. That's true. The other ones, not so much, because I think those are all Warner Brothers, and those have been fully written off. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is weird, because I thought there might be some type of loophole with specific write-offs. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, seriously, you you need to be a lawyer to figure out this nonsense. Uh, That is to say, if there is something made originally for HBO Max that you were interested in checking out, but you haven't done so yet, you might want to get on that. As it stands, though it's definitely not renewed, I'm now a bit concerned that Close Enough might not stay on the service, and that is... I'm not liking that. Not liking that prospect at all. Especially because, you know, we'll they put it on home video. It is. It ha- it has played I, in other countries. So. You want my opinion? They might be going after stuff that was major failures. Stuff that costed them a lot of money. Stuff that wasn't doing well on HBO Max. And I don't think any of that was the animated content. I think a lot of that was the live action shows. Yeah, but we'll see. Seems that way, including some Adult Swim live action shows. Oh Alas, yeah, we lost Joe Vera. Yeah, and they also sold off L- 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 LCD Dream to Hulu. Yeah, Dream, Dream? LLC. Yeah, Dream Dreamcorp LLC was that apparently sold weird. to Hulu. Very to, strange. So they can continue That's it. Very odd. Yeah, it's better than being canceled but, and never seen again, for sure. I agree. I I'm I'm glad that show is is saved. Uh, some might say that it's good to see Adult Swim step away from live action, but I, I don't know. It's been live action has been on, on Adult Swim for so many years now that it just kind of seems weird. I it's mean, a, really a to get rid of it. Adults, when Adult Swim first started. They aired mostly cartoons. I oh, yeah. I know they were like cheap cartoons, but they aired cartoons. Uh, but I, I understand like back then it was like they had no money. Live action was cheaper than animation. Maybe 
they're moving away from that. And hopefully this means that Warner Brothers Discovery is putting more money into Adult Swim to hopefully push out more adult animated content and move live action stuff to other Discovery, Warner Brothers networks, or to this to their streaming platform. Yeah, that's the thing I don't get. Like, why why couldn't you find somewhere else for Joe Perry to be? Yeah. <laughs> three busy Debras. Oh my god, that's that's like the perfect H- HBO Max show. Like I, I I started watching that HBO Max and I've just been enthralled by it because it's so good and it's just such like a nice like mint after a long day. It's just really nice to watch mm-hmm. that watch that show. You talking about the Debras? Or Joe? No, no, Joe Para. Joe, Joe Para. Sorry. <laughs> I have not seen three Debras. It's quirky. Uh, the the thing is, for a long time, these live action shows are stuff that like nobody else would agree greenlight other than Adult Swim. Oh hell yeah! These days, but nobody. The, I would say other networks would potentially do that, but now uh, it, it could all just be streaming shows. Yeah, like even like I think Tim and Eric didn't they have a show on Netflix? <laughs> so it's like. Mm-hmm. Maybe that market is no longer with television and it's all moved to online. I guess that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I, mean I think you of... should leave feels like an Adult Swim show. But, uh, yeah, I, I digress. It's a little bit worrisome. But people are, are blowing things way out of proportion when it comes to the animation. Because there, yeah. there was some misinterpretation of various mm-hmm. statements regarding cutbacks to uh, children's and animation departments. And let's, uh, let's, let's calm some fears here. Um, yes, they are not doing children's live action shows for HBO Max, which, all right, I guess they didn't get good results. Fair enough. But there's, other than the, uh, they didn't, um, release what was it the third season of little ellen probably yep. also didn't do well so i also would think that show's not good but uh <laughs> i'm not here to chunk the quality of a show made for little children <laughs> yes exactly uh yeah so there's no reason to be concerned about the upcoming Batman show the upcoming Superman and Lois show the upcoming Tiny Toon Adventures reboots uh, you know, those those things, they're going to happen. Uh, Gendy's Unicorns Eternal show, that's going to happen. They just gave Gendy, like, free reign to make whatever he wants. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Well, so his awesome. ass need to finish Symbiotic Time, then. <laughs> yes. I wish. I wish. Oh, that's another one that I'm not a lawyer, but that's complicated. <laughs> I mean, dude, shake it, bake it, booty quake. We're coming up on that 30th anniversary of Cartoon Network. Why aren't those shows on HBO Max? That's a very good question. International ones. Yeah. I'd like that to happen. HBO Max, Cartoon Network, if you're listening, put all your shows on your service. Please. And thank you. All of our shows on our service? No, we we, we want you to guess what we're going to put on it. It's part of the uh, mystery box effect. Yeah, you know, pull like, it out, and it's like, oh, it's um, 
What's the one with the live action and the cartoons? I forget the name. Jimmy something. Oh, out of Jimmy's head. Out of Jimmy's head, yes. Which was originally a film called Reanimated. Yes, Reanimated, and they made that. I'm sorry, that's not how brain transplants work. (laughs) No, doesn't. But it is a neat concept. I'll give them that. Yeah. And the the actual cartoon characters in that show were kind of funny. But, uh, yeah. Cartoon Network live-action series. Most of them were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And, yeah. uh, Earlier in the year, they were pretty gung-ho about how they were going to make live-action stuff for Cartoon Network. I don't know if that's still going to happen based on this nope. information on them not doing live action stuff for HBO Max, where it probably belongs better than Cartoon Network. The thing with Cartoon Network is that it was going to air a part of their Acme night block. Those were where those live action shows were going to air. They were mainly made for HBO Max. Well, if you say so, you might be right. And I hope you are. I thought I saw an interview a while back. Call me old-fashioned, but I still don't like seeing live-action shows on Cartoon Network. (laughs) I think I've got a little okay with it, but at the same time, I'm like, I come to Cartoon Network for cartoons. If I want to watch live-action, Nickelodeon's there, Disney Channel's there. That's cool. That's cool. They're there. I don't watch those shows anymore because I'm a grown-ass man, and they all canceled all my favorite shows anyway, so fuck them. Yeah. Like Rise of the TMNT. But that movie on Netflix is great. (laughs) Check it out. Watch that. Oh, it's really good. It's really good. (laughs) Hard to say if it was worth a two-year wait, but it 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 was good. (laughs) It was good, but it wasn't worth a two-year wait, though. I'm just going to fucking say Uh, it. I don't know. I feel like they spent a lot of that time animating it, and it shows. It wasn't worth the wait. Very nicely animated. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So. All right. So we, we, we've got what Jason has said about them wanting to know to be part of their whole thing. So honestly, <laughs> and this feels kind of weird, but I feel like uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is constantly killing many things I care about, except Toonami. Tsunami is just, it's immortal. It'll outlive us all. It'll outlive me, it'll outlive you, it'll just outlive re- my grandchildren. Just remember, yeah, Sketch. Tsunami makes money. So they say. It so won't say, outlive it my grandchildren. It I mean, If it didn't make money, it would already be gone. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> no, they probably were like, wait, we don't even have to pay you to do Tsunami? Wait. Oh yeah. Wait, it doesn't oh, yeah. cost you this much to make any sure. of these shows? Okay, you can Wait. keep it. You mean to tell me we have to pay a licensor a licensing fee to air this show, but it's dirt cheap to do that? Oh shit, why why would we cancel you? You're staying on forever. Yeah. Jason will be like in his nineties. Can we stop now? <laughs> no, no, no. Sony has entered the chat. <laughs> oh Lord. No. We'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we like to uh, take things that 
we shouldn't have. Mm, mm-hmm. Segway. Segway. Yeah. The Empire Grows. I was about ready. Who's going to bring out the Empire music? I'm a big fan. No, we don't want to get sued by Disney. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Shit, everything's owned by everything now. Like, uh, everything it was, it was, it was a cover done vocally. Uh, don't sue me, please. Yes. Yes. As uh, we were alluding to the fact that um, Sony, uh, though they said Crunchyroll in particular, has purchased the Right Stuff International. What is the Right Stuff International, you ask? Well, you should probably know if you've listened to this podcast before. It is a massive online relator for anime and animated related products, which uh, we promote on our website. And they uh, have been purchased by Crunchyroll, a.k.a. Sony. And that includes their whole storefront, as well as their Nozomi Entertainment anime distributor line. If you're counting, that means Sony now owns four anime distributors. Aniplex. Funimation, Crunchyroll, Nozomi. Hooray. <sighs> oh, it worries me, though. Uh, yeah, there, there are many things that are worrisome about this. <laughs> Look, it's not the end of the world, okay? No. You know, it's... I mean... The world keeps spinning. Uh, if you, perhaps, liked to purchase adult-related items on Right Stuff, which you previously could have. Uh, you can't do that anymore. You're going to have to go to a different website for that. Which, hey, at least you can go to a different website. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that includes such fine entertainment as the box set of Interspecies Reviewers. <laughs> the much-in-demand yeah. product that everyone wants. Yep, $60. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm buying it, goddammit. I am so buying it. Yeah, you should probably get on that sooner or later. And then, just a few years later, they re-picked it up by the spy out. Hooray for them. Yeah, and immediately made it inaccessible on their storefront. (laughs) Yep, sounds Uh, like Funimation. The Funimation lives. Can't lie, man. Like, Rice have been kind of fucking up lately, for real. Oh, I've had problems with them in the past, for sure. Yeah, I've had problems like, with them. They were, really, they were always a really good distributor of anime. Like, they were much better than Amazon. They sent your packages in, a, in good condition and didn't feel like they ever fucked up in transit. It's. Oh, I gosh, I hate ordering anime on Amazon. No, I actually ordered manga on uh, Right Stuff, and like I ordered it back in April. I still haven't got shit. Yeah, that's the problem I've had with Right Stuff in recent times is stuff takes way longer than it used to. And I yeah, mean, you... like I sent the email out. I was like, you know, the first answer that y'all gave me was so goddamn vague about the damn manga that I bought. That's the reason why I sent the next damn message. I was like, if you would have gave me a fucking full explanation the first damn time, it would have been easier to deal with. You know, I'm one of those people, if you tell me what the fuck is actually going on, then I'm good. 
but don't give me some little convoluted, vague ass fucking answer about my shit that I'm paid for that I haven't gotten yet. Like at least ship goddamn beauty in the piece, and I'm probably about a New Jersey second about canceling the whole goddamn order. My bad. Well, if they're taking uh, all that time, then maybe you should. I, I probably am, man, because at this point, I'm like, fuck that shit. I just buy it off of Amazon and call it the fucking day. I personally haven't had problems with right stuff. Sometimes it takes a while for something to get shipped out, but it's usually pretty fast unless it was out of stock. No, they're certainly faster than who I used to use. <laughs> But I do appreciate that they always send them in a nice, sturdy box that gets put into the mailbox, and they use the key to open up the bigger part of the mailbox, because I don't like it when things are just on my doorstep, because that's not very safe. Not particularly, no. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Which is generally how Amazon delivers things. On. Oh, yeah. Real fun when you live um, in an apartment. It's also really fun when they don't deliver it to your doorstop. And instead, just leave it right inside the uh, entrance to the entire apartment complex. I'm, I'm not mad about that. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Worse. It's so oh, much worse. That's a fucking worse. The, the complex actually had to put up a sign being like, hey, don't put our stuff here. This is not. They'll, they'll market us delivered to office. It's not an office. It's literally a table that's right by the elevator. And they, they'll just leave it there. Thanks, Amazon. That's great. And wow. know, there's a sign that says this is not a delivery place, but sometimes they'll still put it there. I would rather they put it on my door than that. Sheesh. I know, yeah. man. I'm just, I'm just airing out my grievances right now, man, because... That's fair. You know, I mean, it's Here's like, the bad oh, news. Bullshit. I don't think the service is going to get better. Oh, no, it's no, not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Monopolies are known better. to make things so much better, you guys. That's a fucking lie. It is an absolute that is a lie. Fucking lie. <laughs> Crunchyroll plus right stuff equals the best stuff. Oh, you oh gotta be kidding God. me with that crap. That's a bunch of marketing bullshit if I ever heard of it. That's about as good as when uh, they absorbed Crunchyroll with Funimation and said, the fans won. That's the fans lie. would like closed captions and, you know, text on the screen. On the dubs. Thank you. No, I don't want text on the screen for my dubs. Like, dude, like, literally dealing with Crunchyroll lately, man, like, with some of the stuff I've been watching, like, I have to go through just about everything just to get to the English dub. Like, last time I was watching something, yeah. it was, I was like, I was listening to it in Russian, and it took me about 15 minutes to actually understand <laughs> that I was listening to it in Russian because I actually do understand. I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is fucking Russian. Yeah, I, I don't like the way they organize their dubs as, as quote-unquote, a different season. That is a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. I mean, Especially because you when you run out of a simuldub episode, it's like, okay, you could stop here, but no, we're going to throw you to the next language because it's another season, totally. And now whenever mm. you want to check what you're on, you're, you're stuck on that other language because uh, have fun with that. I've yeah, started the first German episode of my family several and you times. Still can't... Sorry. <laughs> I was watching I Shikamori. Mean... We'd end up watching the uh, Portuguese episode, of uh, the first episode of uh, Shikamori whenever we finished this, um, the most recent Simuldub episode. It was fun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like literally sucks, man, because I speak more than one language. I mean, I watched some, let's see, an episode of Spy Family, and it was in German. That took me about 25 minutes to actually realize I was listening to German. <laughs> I mean, 
That's all I understand, man. We'll brag it's about so, it, why don't you? Look at this is not look <laughs> That's just how my brain freaking works sometimes, man. Like Darrell, this is actually German. I was just like, why does this keep happening? And the sad fucking thing is I can't even speak a lick of fucking Arabic, man. That is so messed up. And that's one of the languages I have tried, but my brain is not geared towards it for some reason. But I got to get better. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of problems with the Crunchyroll website. Gee, yeah. I hope they don't ruin the right stuff website. <laughs> you know what? I'm just waiting for a technical glitch, man, where I can buy hentai for dirt, dirt cheap. Well, it won't happen there because there's no hentai on the store anymore. What? You got yeah, it. yeah, they, they spun it off into its own little sub-site. Yeah. Which is bullshit. Yeah. It's 100% bullshit. That should still be on regular right stuff. If you need to have, like, some type of age-confirming thing, like, whatever, like, are you old enough to view this content, that type of stuff, like, that's they fine. They did have that on there because, like, the thing yeah, was... Yeah, they did have that, so I'm like, why the move is? They had yeah. a thing be like, hey, you just don't want to see it. Click the thing, you won't see it. I used to do that when I was searching yeah. all the time. What got me was when they just mixed everything together into the website, because at one point they had the hentai on one side, and then they had every, the regular stuff on the other side. And I'm like, why would y'all mix hentai and regular anime together? I mean, hentai I is anime, but my whole thing about it is, you know, it's NSFW, you know? It shouldn't be like that, because I was like, I actually enjoy looking at this separate side of Okay, time to see what kind of hentai I can buy today, sir. Yeah, I mean, you'll never experience that wonderful moment when you're browsing through the deals of the day and suddenly porn. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) dude. Like, seriously, I was at work one day, man, and it just popped up, and I was like, oh, God. My uh, co worker actually got a quickly because luckily you know i move quick enough and it's like oh you're watching the anime stuff again i was like yeah totally anime totally anime totally that's totally, totally what's perfectly, going on we swear yeah perfectly safe for work anime exactly yeah. we, everybody knows like the real, uh, hentai <laughs> i am a little concerned with uh what the powers that be will deem adult material i have no idea dude because they I, mean, I haven't heard anything about anything other than interspecies reviewers getting moved over to the adults-only website. Yeah, because so, they have a deal in place with Faku and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Media Blasters for their adult entertainment. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's going to happen with those? It, this whole deal is just bad. It's bad for the industry. It's bad for the consumer. It's bad for everyone. And the only one who's benefiting from this is Sony. And they're getting away mm-hmm. with it because somehow our government believes that they're not a monopoly, even though they totally fucking are a monopoly. Yeah. I have spent 2400 something dollars in the past two years at Right Stuff, and now I'm kind of like, do I even want to buy way. anything from them again? Dude, after I get my last freaking mangas, man, I'm probably going to just pack it up and call it a day, man. I was I like, am, you know, I'll... 
legitimately considering going back to the site I used to use before I started using Right Stuff. Uh, and they're, I mean, they're not a bad site, but they're pricier and they take longer to ship. So that's why I switch. Come on, Robert's Anime Corner. That's exactly the place. I know. I have man, a lot that's... of good history with them. Like I bought a lot of stuff way like twenty years ago from them all the time. Exactly, dude. That's how I got Katana Katari. And mm. that like Katana Katari is like worth four hundred dollars now. <laughs> the whole set. Jeez. And I mean, this is like the art books and like the deluxe set that I bought, man. I bought that for like uh, forty nine ninety nine each. So I was like, that's probably like the most expensive anime I ever bought for myself. And that was actually a graduation gift to myself. Mm. Now, of course, your boy want to buy a regular Magic High School, but I'm not buying it until I get the dub of the first season on um, DVD or Blu-ray, whatever you want to call it. Once I get that, I'll buy both. And hell, I would buy those off of Anaplex, man, just to spite their ass. <laughs> I would buy it at the Anaplex price, man, just to spite them. Because that's my big-ass gripe right now. I see. Oh, I'm vindictive and petty as hell, man. Now, I'm that dude that uh, actually go to damn Target over Walmart, man, because of bad customer service. They, they have reassured their... Uh patrons that they will continue to sell non Funimation, non Crunchyroll related products. So Discotech, Sentai, and uh, Biz and whoever else will still be able to have their stuff on their storefront. Which okay, yeah, but For how long though? <laughs> for how long and will they maybe I don't know. I'm not gonna say bury them, but yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe you'll, uh, you know, kind of ignore them. The thing is, with like both Viz and Sentai, their own like Viz works with Warner Brothers for home video, so Warner gets them into the Walmart. Uh, and Sentai is owned by AMC, so hopefully that means there's like an influx of cash from AMC side where they can distribute it to other retailers besides online retailers. Yeah, um, hopefully. Because hopefully. right now, Sentai's own store ships out of right stuff. Yep. And that's probably not going to stay the case. Nope. <laughs> I, I imagine they'll have some other way of... Uh, handling that situation but i'm really concerned about discotech because they really rely on places like right stuff to you know, oh, get yeah. their stuff out yep i just got a couple of theirs just yesterday and bless discotech they're they're keeping the dream alive uh it's uh, wonder if discotech may find and consume and consume I'm curious if uh, Discotech will try to find a different distributor partner outside of Right Stuff, because probably Sony owning it, it's probably going to be harder and harder for them to have their stuff sell well on a platform like that. When Sony has it in their best interest to promote their shit first, precisely. You probably won't be seeing those great Discotech sales on Right Stuff anymore. No, I'll be buying off a of discotheque itself. But to be honest with you, discotheque actually has um, good prices for this stuff, man. So it's not a hey, really discotheque. You should uh, put your stuff on Sentai's store. Yeah, please. Yeah, Disco and Sentai yeah. com- combine into a great store. That'd be great. 
It really would. I'm I mean, for it. Legit, I'd, I'd go there. Um, <laughs> it's just so weird to see the Monopoly not just be the uh, content side, but now the distribution side. That is so... Oh, God. I, yeah, I, I'm wondering when they're going to start tapping into manga. <laughs> Uh, that seems that's like gonna the get, next they're frontier. gonna have problems when they try and do that because there's some I mean, giant uh, competitor there. Yeah. I mean, there were rumors that they're looking at buying Square Enix, and Enix has a manga division. That's true. <laughs> their their manga app is manga up. Oh man! <laughs> oh, yeah. Big up, big up on that. Uh, if they buy them, I don't expect that to stay around much longer. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think uh, even the overlords at Sony have better business sense than that. <laughs> what are you thinking, Square Enix? What are you thinking? They were doing lines of coke. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Censorship and microtransactions. That's what people want in a manga app. Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, at least you can read some free chapters every day. <laughs> Only some. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a shame, though, because they have some interesting series on there that are also not available anywhere else legally, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. <laughs> uh, yeah. But as the other thing, uh, since they're absorbing Nozomi, and mm-hmm. Nozomi... Yeah, they they put out some nice basic DVDs or Blu-rays, but they also put out like those really nice Gundam box sets. And there is no way we're getting something that nice under Funimation. No, <laughs> no, no. You need to look uh, more no glad further that than I have the... that ridiculous <laughs> she Gundam set now. Exactly. Uh, you need to look you... no further than comparing the Iron Blooded Orphans special edition versus. Any of those Nozomi sets. There you go. Yeah. I'm just glad that most of the Gundam has already been brought over. And now there are some people that are under the misunderstanding that this means that they have Gundam. They do not have Gundam. No. Nozomi only distributed it on behalf of Sunrise. So... Maybe Sunrise will distribute through Crunchyroll, or maybe they won't, but all of the existing contracts will probably stay in place for however long. So you'll still be able to get those sets for now, but if you've been eyeing those uh, G Gundam Double O and Gundam Seed Special Editions, then you might might want to eye Seed's fine. Destiny sucks. Oh, Destiny's uh, garbage. I, I, I probably get the G Gundam set because that one's the best one. Oh, G Gundam it set. is the best one. I ha- that's the only one of those I actually have, and I love it. It's it's. Beautiful. I'm a little sad I missed out on the Gundam Wing one, but they don't have that anymore. I should probably look into that G Gundam one. It, it, the G Gundam one is great. Recommend, I do recommend it. Join the Shot Glass Club. Join the Shot Glass Club. Yeah. <laughs> it is the only shot glass I own. Tequila Gundam. <laughs> Same. Same. Yeah, Paul Paul literally sent me a freaking picture of that. <laughs> I mean, it's like Paul was trying to say something to me like I got a problem with alcohol or something. 
<laughs> well, I mean, you do, so. What What do you mean that I have a problem with alcohol, man? Just he doesn't have me. a problem with alcohol. He's happy to drink it. Exactly. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> Dude, you have seen me literally put away mountains and <laughs> mountains of alcohol and walk like, I mean, oh, I mean, you're proving it. my point for me, so I don't really need to continue. So there you Look go. Here, <laughs> He'll give Zorro a run for his money. Dude, just because I drunk that damn bottle of radioactive Jack Daniels and my liver has not been. So, so you drunk that bottle. You didn't drink. I became a superhero, I dude. I drank that bottle, son. I'm from the South, man. My Southern <laughs> draw coming out tonight. I'm about to lay Maybe it it's all that alcohol you drank. Hey, look! Here, I ain't drink no. I ain't drunk no alcohol in about mm-hmm. a couple of months now, man. Mm. But I think this Friday, man, I might hit the rest of that Buffalo Trace I got though. Mm-hmm. That sweet, sweet Kentucky bourbon. Mm-hmm. You know I fucking hate you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sit up here talking about my damn drinking like I'm some kind of goddamn alcohol. I mean, you brought it up. I'm just agreeing with you. <laughs> Nobody asked you to agree, Paul. You could have been like, no, no, Darrell, you don't drink that much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, allow me to get on my soapbox here for a moment, because, um, you know, Sony, if you got all this money to buy a great big anime realtor on the win- on the internet, you could maybe pay your staff better. <laughs> Invest more into your service. Yes, yeah. that too. Be it would have been nice if they would have fixed the Funimation website. Forget about Funimation! Funimation for, for like was actually to- getting better, and then they just dropped it. Dude, yeah. that website was hard to navigate, even after Sony took over. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll take the shit over." And I was like, "Y'all still can't make it easier to navigate." That's the reason why I never yeah. bought it on the website. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. bought stuff off Funimation before. I had the worst experience with them, and I was like, "Never again, <laughs> never fucking see, again." See what I mean? Yeah, and I've barely bought anything from the Crunchyroll store. No, I've not messed with the Crunchyroll store at all. No, I didn't buy Period. I think I bought ReZero through the Crunchyroll store. I think I did that, that too. Because they I had a good did discount. Buy a bunch yeah, of Yeah, because, because of that other discount. That was the only reason I bothered with it. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, I have spent over $2,000 on right stuff in the past two years, and. Uh, I think I'll just uh, take my money elsewhere. I, I, I think if I look at I'm in an incredibly similar boat to you, and I kind of think I will too. I, yeah. At the end of the day, Sony's still a lesser evil than Amazon, but is it increasingly not by much. I, I'm not saying that Amazon's not evil, but I, I'm not sure that either one of those is a lesser evil than the other. It's just kind of like different evil. I you mean, you got right. evil, and then you got evil. Like, it's yeah. just how you decide to spill it out. Man, yeah. You yeah. Neutral evil, and then you got chaotic evil. Sony's neutral evil. Yeah. Sony definitely wants to be the Amazon of Japanese products. <laughs> and I yeah. don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, man, it just needs to be a takeover. I just need to storm their ass, man, and be like, look here, we about to sit this shit back where we need to be. Just give it back. Uh, if only. If only. I, I, I can understand why the owner of Right Stuff would want to sell at this point. 
I can see it being I, given a, a, a no option, like, oh, if you don't do it, we're going to create an alternative and just destroy you. Like, I could see that being the options he was given. Or it could just be, like... I don't think the alternative would have did it, though. No. Because neither of the stores were any good. No, like, but they, they, they might have scared him. Yeah. I mean, man, I they started out selling freaking telescopes back in the day, man. That's what Rice Sub used to do, sell telescopes. <laughs> it, it could just be a case of like, hey, the founder is old. He just wants to retire. So he's like, I'll sell my business. Retiring at 50, huh? <laughs> that Maybe is not I, old, shit. shit, man. If you pay me enough money, I'll retire at 52. Sure. Yeah, right. I'll retire today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't I mind retiring right I now. I wouldn't mind dude. retiring if I can get away with it. Like, serious, if I can retire today, I really would. I was just like, you know what? I'm through dealing with people's bullshit and dumbassery. Because smart people really have it hard, man. It is hard to be intelligent in a world full of dumbasses these days. And the Darwin, Darwin theory is not we're hoping anymore, man. Because, look, we can't even thin the herd out no more, man. Dumb people are reproducing at a quicker rate than smart people. <laughs> That's because like, the smart ones know not to reproduce. <laughs> I do. The only thing that we have going for us is that thankfully intelligence is not genetic. <laughs> Dude, I swear, man, if I do this thing, I probably would have had a whole bunch of kids, man. Because <laughs> the people I deal with on a daily basis, I'm like, y'all some dumb asses. And I ain't gonna even talk about the time. Let's be real here, if intelligence was genetic, we, we wouldn't have any smart people already. <laughs> Oh, man, I just wish we could thin the herd out like we used to back in the day, man. Like, people are not doing enough dumb shit to get themselves killed anymore. No comments. I'm sorry for saying that, people. I know that's kind of cruel, but <laughs> if you have dealt with the... For the last 15, maybe 20 years, I have done with complete ignorance and stupidity and on levels that I do not even want to talk about sometimes because at the library I literally had somebody walk in and ask me where are the books. <laughs> I'm sorry. And the what? sad thing is one of my buddies was standing right next to me at my desk when this person said that where are your books and he it took everything in him not to freaking laugh because if he would have started <laughs> laughing I was going to start laughing but I was good. I mean, it was just a look of just utter damn disgust and disdain in my face. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I went on a tangent on that. I'm sorry. Nah, Let's just get started. Right. I mean, I feel you. I've worked retail. I have stories. <laughs> I have stories, too. We've all oh, been yeah. there. Yeah, Paul got stories, too. But some of us need to get to bed, so let's not do any stories. No. Shut yeah. up. No, yeah. it's not story time. I'm still mad I never got my discount from Dunkin'. Yeah. I'm still holding that grudge, Paul. Fuck you, buddy. Fuck you. You always hold grudges, so just drink <laughs> <Okay>. some more. <laughs> Y'all have to tell me twice. Bitch. <laughs> wow. Do we have anything else? <laughs> not really. I mean, at the end of the day, not that much has changed. But you can decide for yourself where you want to put your money. Now, I should be asking Paul over here. We're we gonna we gonna keep promoting right stuff. 
Ooh, I mean, that is a good point there, buddy. I mean, it, it, as long as they keep doing what they've been doing for us, I'm I'm good with it. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Well, well, don't don't. Don't don't expect much from the sketch fund. <laughs> All right. Well, my opinions don't affect the um, views of this podcast and my personal right with um right stuff. So yeah, <laughs> you know this is my opinions, not the views of the podcast. I'm putting that disclaimer in now. But I got my reason for being mad as hell. So that's it. Yeah. Okay then. Oh, Paul, you want to do the thing? Do the thing? Yeah, scullery mate. I mean, it's too late for Mountain Dew, so I can't do the do. Um, but you can do do. But you can do that thing that you do so very well. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do that very well, don't I? Anyways, so our podcast, you can follow us online on facebook.com slash tsunami faithful podcast. You can like us there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at tsunami podcast. Of course, we do have a website. It's podcast.tunamifaithful.com that has all of our episodes and interviews on there as well. Um, but as far as podcast apps, um, you can pretty much hear us in every single podcast app just simply by searching Tunami Faithful Podcast on your favorite podcast app. But the ones that we mainly want you to listen to us on are Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Music, and of course, SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash tsunami faithful podcast. Uh, all of our episodes from episode one all the way through to this one are on there. So please do listen to us there. You can also follow us there as well. And that will get you the podcast before it goes out on most of the podcast apps. So if you want to hear it first, you want to hear it there first. And remember, there is a SoundCloud app that you can download. And again, by doing that and following us on the SoundCloud app, which is free, you can hear the podcast first. Um, and as of course, as, as Sketch said, there's a couple ways that you can help us out uh, using one of our Right Stuff links. <laughs> um, by buying something off of Right Stuff, we get a portion of that, and that helps fund the podcast website. And hopefully, next year, a lot more of us will go out to cons now that it's been a little bit and things have aired out so to speak um yeah hopefully there's a tsunami panel at momocon i kind of want to go to momocon for that uh i will try to encourage yes <laughs> um let's see and you know obviously we have our patreon patreon.com slash tsunami faithful um if you go there it's a monthly subscription you can listen to all the content that's exclusively there as well as any new content that we put up on there and um, there's always the PayPal link that you can just send us money if you just don't want to do any of that. Um, all of that can be found on TunamiFaithful.com slash donate. That is where all of these things are that give you the choices to donate and help us out and help fund the website. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. But uh, we need to get out of here, so let's properly do that. Um, Sam, where, they can, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at SZUniverse, and you can also follow Toonami Squad at ToonamiSquad.com or at Toonami Squad on Twitter. Um, I write a bunch of articles there, and I'm still in the process of writing a few right now. 
All right. And let's see. Laser, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at LaserGoodPrime. And you can find my written works right on here on uh, Toonami Faithful. And you can also find me guesting on several of the uh, V-Lord... Words. V-Lord <laughs> Podcast Universe. Uh, also known as Demon Slayer Podcast, Saturday Night Show. V-Lord! There, there's a ton of them. I'm I'm guest on many of them. I'll, I'll save you the, the long list. <laughs> yes, please talk. do. I can talk, you guys, I swear. Yeah, okay. You sure about that? No. It's almost like you've you've had some of Jarrell's special juice. Why has always got to be my special juice? He drinks <laughs> milk, man. I uh, I've switched to almond milk. I don't even do milk anymore. What? I'm trying to do that keto diet stuff. It's been doing good for me. I've, I've lost a lot of weight. Oh, congratulations, man. Same here. Thanks. I don't do keto. That's worked wonders for me. And uh, Darrell, where can they find you, sir? In your bed soon. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, as always, you can find me at Ukami underscore Samurai7 at Twitter.com, or you can follow me under Nasia Rojo Adnasi um, at Twitter.com. But nah, who knows? Darrell might be in Jordan at some point. So have a good time, folks. And Sketch, where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And if you haven't heard it yet, I recently did a guest spot on um, Tooncast for the GeekCast Radio Network where I talked about my history of liking cartoons for the better part of uh, almost three hours. <laughs> it was fun. I talked about a lot of cartoons, mostly Ninja Turtles in One Piece. Excellent choices. Because that's, that's me. <laughs> we know. And Paul, where can they find you? In a dumpster. I'm going to kill you, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me working 9 to 5 now, unfortunately. Um, oh. Working 9 to, nine to five. 5. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. Um, And, of course, you can hear me on the Two Strangers One podcast as well. And if you feel like emailing me like people randomly do from time to time, you can email me at paulpascrillo at tsunamifaithful.com that's it for this episode of the podcast thank you guys for listening each and every week like you do and as always please keep tuning in supporting us and telling your friends to listen because we are a great podcast and of course we do it all for you but that's it for this week's tsunami faithful podcast peace we're out Deuces!